0: My name is Will Spencer, and you're listening to the Renaissance of Men podcast, a place for extended, in-depth discussions about the rebirth of virtuous masculinity happening around the world today. No guests this week. Instead, I'm celebrating a very special anniversary with an announcement you won't want to miss.
1: This is a time of transformation. As old ways fall, men are called to rise to heal our lives, grow strong, and transcend our limitations. In tribes around the world, drawing on the best of masculinity from all of time, a new day is beginning. This is the Renaissance of Men. You are the Renaissance. What's up, everyone?
0: I had a guest episode scheduled this week, but due to a last-minute cancellation, I'll be doing a solo episode instead. But it's actually providential, because today, July 13th, is a very special day for me. Three years ago, July 13th, 2020, I wrote a blog post on my travel blog, willspencer.co, that changed my life. That post was entitled, To Lose the World and Gain My Soul, and it's what helped inspire me to create the Renaissance of Men you can find the original text with photographs linked in the show notes. Plus, catch an episode of my podcast from December last year, where I talked about the post and read it out loud. So it's remarkable to me to see how far I've come in just three years. I'm closing in on 19,000 followers on Instagram, 8,200 on Twitter, more than 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, hundreds of email list subscribers, and tens of thousands of monthly podcast downloads. Not to mention dozens of interviews of me on various shows, A men's group, retreats, online seminars, a couple conferences, a series with Rewire the West about men's isolation, and a bunch of footage for a documentary. And to think, all that began three years ago with a blog post going viral. So I hope that once this episode is over, you'll give it a read, a listen, or both. Because I also have a special announcement today, which I'll get to in a moment. But first, I want to read you a couple things. A review of my podcast and an email from a listener. I want you to know that I read these in all humility, with deep gratitude for what the writers have to say. Let's start with a review of the podcast. Quote, this is perhaps one of the greatest podcasts to exist, and I don't say that lightly. Will Spencer adds value to this world to an inconceivable degree. The questions posed on this podcast are profound, and the matters discussed are almost never so well discussed elsewhere because few people will openly say the things that Will and his guests say and few people are virtuous enough for their words to mean anything at all. But Will offers just that, a place for virtuous, in-depth discussion, the kind of discussion that changes lives. The way in which his podcast episodes share truth unashamedly and deal with the problems and pains all mankind faces is transformative and healing. His content gives hope for what the world could be, as it teaches men and women how to interact in a renewed manner, one that breeds life rather than being destructive, as we see so much of in a godless world under the tyranny of feminism. I've been listening since spring of 22, but after meeting Will in person, I wanted to go back and listen to every episode from the start, so I've heard them all now. After listening to those several hundred hours of content, I believe every second was worth it. I am a different person, a better person, because of this podcast. I grew up without a proper father figure, and my parents' marriage was one of the worst examples of how men and women could treat each other. But this podcast has shown me that men can be so much better than my father was, and that I can one day be a better wife than my mother was, and have a better husband than my father was. In many ways, this content has helped heal the pain of the brokenness I grew up in. And now I have a new hope for the life I can live and pass on to my children and their children after them. What's most beautiful about this podcast is that Will doesn't play a character online. All that is recorded here is real and true. And Will is a genuinely honorable man with a strength of character not common to this world. He demonstrates dignity, honor, strength, compassion, humility, gentleness, and every good virtue in how he interacts with others. He embodies everything he speaks with such integrity, which makes this podcast all the more inspiring since, in Will's life and character, it's possible to see that the beautiful ideals of a renaissance of men and a great reconciliation between men and women are real and achievable. This podcast has shown me that creating a more beautiful world is possible, and now I can go forth and be a part of the creation of that more beautiful world. And Will, if you read this, thank you. Truly. Now, I know how self-serving it might sound for me to read that. I felt a little tinged myself, but I wanted to share that with all of you, not to lionize myself, but to share with you how I think about what I'm doing. As you've heard me say before, the renaissance of men is not about me. It's about all of us, which means it's about you. And for a lot of influencers, I think it's easy to get caught up in numbers on a dashboard, whether it be followers, downloads, or what have you. But as I've said many times, I know that the things I create, and especially my podcast, live in your lives. You gift me your time and attention. Hours of it. I'm not just a tweet that you scroll past or an Instagram carousel that you thumb through. I'm a voice which has presence in your space. You allow me in, and I'm grateful. I know the woman who wrote that review is listening. I know who she is. And I think it goes without saying, thank you, Kay. And I know that for every one of the reviews like Kay's, there might be dozens or perhaps even hundreds of people who feel the same, if not more. She shares her own feelings, and I think yours too. It's humbling and encouraging because it means my efforts are heard and received for what they are, as being an expression of who I am as a man. One of the things that many men struggle with is receiving praise, in part because they receive it so rarely. It's very easy for us to dismiss people's compliments, to fear really taking them in for what they might do to our ego. But when people offer us compliments, it's nourishing. It lets us know we're on the right track. And so reading that review lets me know that I'm doing just that. So I hope in sharing that, I can model for the men listening, and probably the women too, What it means to be receptive to compliments. What it means to be able to receive gratitude. In part because I observe that one of the great curses of being human is that we'll always hear about when we do things wrong, but we actually have no idea of the amount of good we do every day. You could have blessed 15 people today simply by being you, but they didn't have the words to tell you. So we'll often get more negative feedback than positive. And then when we receive positive feedback, we're quick to dismiss it. This is how we conspire to keep ourselves weak as men and women. And as I think you know, we're going to need to be as strong as possible for what's coming up ahead. And now I'd like to read you an email I received from a listener. This one is from a man, and so I hope that his words will speak to your experience as well. Hello, Will. Of the last 18 months that I've been listening to your podcast, and for the first 12 months I admit I was an on-and-off listener, something clearly was not grabbing me. Of the last six months, however, I have been an avid listener and an enthusiastic follower of your podcast. Something resonated and moved me, which I have been trying to clearly pin down over the last several weeks in particular. I have boiled it down to this. Somewhere along the line, I began to hear more overt talk about faith and Christianity that I don't believe I was hearing earlier. Being young in the Christian faith, about seven years, of course I am looking to align myself with strong men in faith as I have over these recent years from church to Bible study to men's events to serving to what I listen to and read and have surrounded myself with strong men. This has not only been a tremendous benefit to me but has enabled me to speak life into other men. And when I say me, I mean all glory and honor to the Lord as it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that I have been used as the hands and feet of Jesus. I have been blessed mightily by pressing into the power of prayer as it is prayer that births all the opportunities for obedience to the will of God. Don't assume this comes to me easily as I struggle with faith, with sin and having one foot still in the pull of the world. It is quite a journey, but it is very much an adventure. Through listening to the podcast, I learned that you and I share similar circumstances in coming to faith, being entrenched firmly into the new age, and support the restoration of men into their proper biblical roles as sons, brothers, husbands, and fathers. Men have taken such a beating over the last 50 years and more so now as the erosion has become so severe. There is much for us to do, much to accomplish, and much to push back against. We have to do it properly, however, biblically, and at the direction of the Holy Spirit. For we do not fight against flesh and blood, but against the powers, principalities, and strongholds of the enemy. The fight looks much different under those conditions. I have been amazed at the wins that I have witnessed both in myself and in other men as we are led by prayer into the power of the Holy Spirit. We have, after all, final victory over the enemy. We only have to believe and live it in order for the will of God to be done. All of this is to say thank you for all the work and effort you bring to the community of strong men in Christ. Your words and the thoughts of your guests are a great source of inspiration and encouragement. You have helped move my faith and given me much to ponder about as I unpack this life dedicated to the Lord. I am grateful it is a process and journey as the Lord reveals himself to me. He will never forsake me and he will continue to equip me to be more and more conformed into the image and likeness of Jesus. Thank God for you and the power of the Holy Spirit working through you. Bless you, brother. Now, it's not necessarily easy for me to read both of these because I am sensitive to this coming off self-serving. However, I think you can see between the first podcast review, which was a woman, and the second one, which is a man, that this show is having a remarkable impact on people. All glory to God for that. I read these because three years ago today, I didn't expect to be here. In fact, if you had told me in summer of 2020 that three years later, I'd be a podcast host, documentary filmmaker, and Christian evangelist, I probably would have told you you were crazy. If you had told me that even one year sooner in 2019, I definitely would have told you that you're crazy. So to reflect on this three years long journey and to see the fruits of it borne out in these people's words is very powerful to me. And I'd like to thank the author of that email for sending it to me and to all the men who feel the same as he does, for whom my work and words bless their lives. Again, all glory to God, because the Renaissance is as much about you as it is me. And now that brings me to my special announcement. Due to reviews like this of my podcast and DMs on both Twitter and Instagram, I've become increasingly aware in the past few months that there's a need amongst men and women for my voice and my opinions and perspectives in this space not just in my podcast, but also with more offerings that give men and women the chance to interact with me directly for guidance, which is why I'm thrilled to announce my new men's group, The Council. This is an online group that's currently on Telegram, but over time we'll probably move to a platform like Discord or Locals. But in the interest of getting things up and running more quickly, we're going to start out on Telegram. I've given a lot of thought about how I can round out the mission of the renaissance of men and add more value to your lives in a direct way. The council is the product of those thoughts, which is why I'm excited to share the news three years after writing that blog post. The council will have a number of benefits that you won't be able to take advantage of any other way. But I think if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know I put a lot into what I do, and the council will be no different. Now, I know I said offerings for men and women, but the council will be for men only. Ladies, hold tight because I know that many of you are listening, and I'm working on an offering for you as well. But that'll take a little bit more time. So for now, the rest of this message is for the men. The council will start with six key benefits that I'm excited to offer you, and that I hope will bless your lives. The first benefit is a daily Bible study. I use a Bible study method called 2251. Now, I didn't come up with this. A friend of mine taught it to me. And I thought when I started reading the Bible, there's no way I'd be able to do this well, it turns out to be exactly what I needed. 2251 works like this, although I should probably call it 5122. Every day, I read five Psalms, one chapter of Proverbs, two chapters of the Old Testament, and two chapters of the New Testament. It works out to be about 10 pages of reading a day. It sounds like a lot, but it's really not that much, and it gives such a broad perspective overview of what's happening in the Bible. And the first benefit of membership is that every day, you'll receive a series of voice notes as I talk through what I'm picking up on in the text. Now, of course, it's really important for me to note that I'm not a pastor. This is not a sermon series. I'm just a man reading the Bible and highlighting for you the things that stand out to me in my own journey of faith. So you can think of it a little bit like a private podcast as I read through these four sections of the Bible every day. Now, I'm having a blast with this. I thought it was going to be a lot of work but I've really enjoyed the opportunity to read these passages and then articulate what stands out for me. I've been learning a lot from my own discussion, and so I'm excited to share that with you. So again, daily Bible study will be the first key benefit of membership. My intention is to bless you on your journey through the Bible, because as I've discovered, it's so crucial to read the book ourselves. I've listened to some of the best teachers available on the internet but there's nothing that compares to encountering the word for myself every day and i'm looking forward to sharing that just as an example today i read psalms 31 through 35 proverbs 7 exodus 26 and 27 and john chapter 7 and 8 so those voice notes are going to be the first main benefit of joining the council the second benefit is there's going to be a new episode of my podcast called ask me anything and members of the council will have access To be able to send me the questions for that podcast. So if there's ever been a question you've wanted to ask me about fitness, masculinity, faith, relationships, no matter what, by joining the council, you can send me questions. The cool part about this is that your questions will have the opportunity to bless listeners around the world, because chances are if you're struggling with something, someone else is as well. So I hope you'll jump into the council and take advantage of that and let your thoughts be known. So again, the first main benefit is daily Bible study, the second is access to be able to send me questions for the Ask Me Anything podcast. The third main benefit is that you'll be able to listen in as I record my podcasts live. I record on the platform Riverside FM, and Riverside has a really cool feature called Audience, which means that you can listen in on the podcast conversation without having access to the microphone. So you can think of it a little bit like eavesdropping on the conversation with me and my distinguished guests. Now, I've never heard of anyone doing anything like this before. Many podcasts do live streams where anyone in the general public can tune in and listen live on YouTube or wherever, but I've never heard of anyone offering the opportunity to listen in live to a private podcast recording. And what this means is you'll be able to tune in whenever I'm recording during the week, usually on Wednesdays or Thursdays, and hear the conversation a full week before anybody else. It's actually something that I'm pretty excited about. You'll get to see the conversation evolve in real time and get to hear how I do what I do. Personally, I think this is a pretty neat benefit, and when you put it together with the Daily Bible Study and the Ask Me Anything, these three benefits are the ones that I'm most excited about. I really want to invite you into the Renaissance of Men, make you into an active participant, and let you see that it is really about all of us. Now, I also don't have the answers for everything, which is why the fourth main benefit of the council will be regular guest lectures from experts in their fields. The Renaissance of Men head trainer, Sean, will be available to answer your questions. I'm planning on bringing in experts on entrepreneurship and personal productivity. I might even be able to get a pastor to stop in who can help answer some more of your in-depth theological questions, or bring in almost anyone from within the Renaissance of Men network to talk to you all personally about what's going on in your lives. These will be a little different from podcast conversations. This will be your opportunity to interact with my network. That's been one of the coolest things about this podcast is building relationships with men who are truly the best at what they do. I was grateful to get to know them, and I think you'll be grateful to get to know them too. So just a quick recap of the benefits of the council. First, you have daily Bible study. Second, you have Ask Me Anything podcasts. Third, you have listen live as I record my interviews. Fourth, you have guest lectures. Fifth, I'll be offering member discounts for all current and future Renaissance of Men offerings. For example, I'm revamping my coaching program with a broader range of options. Members of the council will get exclusive discounts on those coaching packages, which I'm really excited to offer to you soon. Also, quick insider tip I'm working on my first line of merchandise. The first official Renaissance of Men t shirt should be available before Labor Day. Members of the council will get the first announcement and a special discount on that shirt. And again, I put a lot of thought and effort into everything, so I wanted this to be a shirt that I would wear. It's in the hands of a professional designer right now who creates in a style that I like, so I think you're going to like the results. Again, members of the council will find out first about that shirt and about all future product offerings for the Renaissance of Men and get exclusive discounts. And now for the final benefit, community. It's very difficult for men to find strong communities of faith today, Many churches won't even speak to the unique needs of men, and you can join a social organization like a hunting club or a bowling league, but would you trust these men with your deepest struggles? Do they understand your faith? This is the number one question that I get from so many men. How can I find a church? But I think underneath the question about how they can find a church is, how can I find brotherhood? And to me, one of the most important benefits of the council is for you as a man, no matter where you are in the world to find faithful Christian brotherhood, to find support through your struggles, celebration for your wins, and men who understand. Right now, there are 10 men in the council already, many of whom are former coaching clients or members of my forum online men's group. So there's already a population in there. These are men I trust and have traveled a long distance with. We've built bonds in person and online and been through some pretty hard things together. So there's a seed of men waiting for you right now. I'm looking for more godly men that want to be part of this, that want to participate in something special, that are looking for a place to share their thoughts, their beliefs, and grow in faith while finding out who they are in community. That is my greatest hope for the council. Past all the other perks and benefits of Bible studies and ask me anything. I'm naturally a community builder. You can see that in my Instagram. I love bringing people together, and that's why I'm excited to make this announcement. I see a need out there in communities of men. Men who are looking for more than just one dimension. Those are the men I try to bring to my side. Those are the men I think who listen to this podcast. And if you'd like to be part of something like that, the opportunity is now available. You can find out more by going to renofmen.com slash counsel. That's C-O-U-N-C-I-L. council. But you can spell it the other way, like counselor, and it'll get to the same place. It's a temporary page right now that goes over some of the details that I've just talked about. I have a designer working on something much more involved. You can find that link in the show notes. And this won't be the last time you hear about it. Be on the lookout for the first Ask Me Anything episode coming out next Tuesday. Now, in this age of suspicion of any groups of men gathering together, I want to take a minute to go over who this is for. The Council is for men 18 or older at all stages of life, whether single, married, divorced, retired, etc. It's for Bible-believing Christian men looking for masculine fellowship. It's for husbands who are married to overbearing wives. It's for sons who are the children of overbearing mothers. It's for men who are curious about Christianity or wanting to grow in faith. I'm not intending for this to be a space where we can argue about theology. So if you're already on the path towards becoming Christian or thinking of setting out on that path, this is the group for you. It's also for men wanting to become better leaders in their home, families, and community. And most importantly, it's for men with wisdom and strength to spare who are ready to lift up brothers in need. I know what it's like to have spare bandwidth that I would like to give to my brothers to help them along the path. If you're one of those men, this is also the group for you. Here's three quick things of what the council is not. It is not a place for bitterness or victimhood. I am adamant that the one exclusionary principle for the renaissance of men is you cannot have victimhood identity. I don't care where you come from, what your background is, what's happened to you, or anything like that. I care that you are ready to take responsibility for your station in life and move forward. Neither men nor women who embody bitterness and victimhood are part of the renaissance. I am very strict about that principle. If you are ready to take responsibility for your life, no matter what the hand that's been dealt to you, the council is the place for you. It's also not a clubhouse for news or gossip. I understand that we're all embedded in this 24-hour news cycle as almost a form of entertainment. But I'm intending for the council to be a place where where we can talk about politics insofar as it impacts our lives. So if something happening in the news is affecting your life personally, feel free to bring it up. Otherwise, let's talk about how to move our lives forward as men. So much else is a distraction. And finally, this is not a den of idle chatter. This is not a masculine clubhouse. This is not a place where we can pop off. I think we've all been in enough groups of men that have gone off the rails. It's a tragedy to see. It is not my intent for this to happen with the Council. The Renaissance of Men paints a positive picture for men, women, children, and families. It is about the rebirth of civilization. As you can probably hear in everything I do, I aspire for a higher standard than the Manosphere or Red Pill community. So if you're looking for something better, something more dignified and excellent, the Council is for you. Again, you can go to renofmen.com slash council now and sign up for this monthly membership group and become a part of it. I'm looking forward to seeing you there, and be on the lookout for my first Ask Me Anything episode coming out next week. Now, as my way of saying thanks for listening this far, I'd like to give you a little bonus. This is my recording of my Bible study reading for Proverbs 7, which I recorded this morning. I hope it gives you a little taste of what to expect from my readings of the Bible. I think you'll see how it lines up with a lot of the content that I already produced for the Renaissance of Men, maybe with a bit more spice. Again, go to renofmen.com slash counsel to sign up, and please enjoy. Okay, now on to uh, Proverbs 7, which in my Bible says, the wiles of the harlot. Man, feminists most affected by this one. So, this proverb is, on the surface, it's about um, a son being seduced by a harlot, by a woman, um, by a, w- a wicked woman, a Jezebelian spirit. One thing that's noteworthy of this proverb is that um, it doesn't actually say what her motivations are, right? So, um seven, verse four, say to wisdom, you are my sister and call understanding your intimate friend that they may keep you from an adulteress from the foreigner who flatters with her words. I saw, verse seven, I saw among the naive and discerned among the youths a young man lacking sense passing through the street near her corner and he takes the way to her house in the twilight in the evening in the middle of the night in the darkness and behold, a woman comes to meet him dressed as a harlot and cunning of heart. She is boisterous and rebellious. Her feet do not remain at home. She is now in the streets, now in the squares, and lurks by every corner. So she seizes him and kisses him, and with a brazen face, she says to him, I was due to offer peace offerings. Today I have paid my vows. Therefore, I have come out to meet you, to seek your presence earnestly, and I have found you. I have spread my couch with coverings, with colored linens of Egypt. I have sprinkled my bed with myrrh aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us drink our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with caresses. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him. At the full moon, he will come home. With her many persuasions, she entices him. With her flattering lips, she seduces him. Suddenly, he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter, or as one in fetters to the discipline of a fool. Until an arrow pierces through his liver, as a bird hastens to the snare, so he does not know that it will cost him his life. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for many are the victims she has cast down, and numerous are all her slain. Her house is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. So, what's noteworthy in this, entire, in this entire narrative is it never says why, not explicitly, but you can see in the last verses, numerous are all her slain. Many are the victims she has cast down. She is pure destruction. The harlot, the ways of this woman, no, she's not charging money. She's seducing him, Right. Because she wants to destroy him, she wants to destroy him, and she does. This is the behavior of real world women, right? Although in a previous version, she does not know it. Where is it? Her uh, verse, uh, Proverbs five, verse six. She does not ponder the path. Sorry, verse five, chapter, Proverbs five, verse five. Her feet go down to death. Her steps take hold of Sheol. She Sheol. She does not ponder the path of life. Her ways are unstable. She does not know it. She may not even be aware, consciously aware of what she's doing. And yet she still represents death and destruction to this young man. So you can process this, as I said, on multiple levels. You can look at this as, boys, don't sleep with seductive, seductress women. Go onto any dating app. Doesn't matter which one. Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, doesn't matter. You will see these women. Seen several of them on Hinge. The, the high, most, oh, you know, high-class one, you might call it. You can see them. Don't go after those women. Her feet, lay, her feet leads you to death, and she doesn't know it. So, that's an admonition to men of the shadow side of women's character. We can see it all around. The seductress, we can see it. Proverbs 7, right? So, if you know about the Proverbs 31 woman, let's talk about the Proverbs 7 woman, <laughs> right? Okay, so that's that's the surface level. You can also look at this as an admonition to the people of Israel, right? To now, why is the harlot phrased as a woman? God the Father, right, is warning against the harlot. Don't don't follow female gods. Her ways lead down to death. She will destroy you. New age people, most affected. If you watched my new age presentation. So again. Listen to the wisdom of God the father, not God the mother. And I think there's probably only two options. I think if you were to really dig down to the theologies of the entire world, no matter who, you will either feel, find God posed as a father, the Abrahamic religions, so to speak, or God posed as a mother, which is everything else. Don't follow those God as a mother religions. Don't follow Islam or what they call Judaism anymore either. It's a separate conversation. Because her ways lead down to death. And she doesn't know it. She doesn't know it. So again, you have a you have a you have an adultery. You have a don't sleep with Harlot's young man level, right? That a young boy can get. Then you have the mid-range, right? Don't be, don't be unfaithful to God the Father, right? To Israel, right? Don't, don't, don't be an adulterer to the, the your the, the wisdom who has brought you up. And then you see sort of the national, the collective admonition to all of the people, right? So you've got this, the individual, like, hey, don't sleep with a whore, right? And then you have the moral spiritual, which is um, obey, obey the wisdom of God the Father. And then you see the admonition to Israel as a whole from, the, from, the, from King Solomon. So you see the multiple levels that this is working with. And you see up close, just how dangerous the shadow side of women is, and how men are seduced with sex and sexuality and where it leads. And as we get to the end of Proverbs, you'll see juxtaposed with the Proverbs 7 woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, which is a far more noble portrayal, far more noble picture. This is death. This is pure death and destruction, and you can see it because it says Verse 22, 722, suddenly he follows her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as one in fetters to the discipline of a fool until an arrow pierces through his liver. Just imagine getting shot in the liver with an arrow, like feel that in your body. That does not feel good, right? You might not die, but life is going to suck after that, God forbid, as a bird hastens to the snare. So he does not know that it will cost him his life, right? Mousetrap similar idea. This is very, very serious. Very serious. And praise God, I think most of us have been protected from these women because we're still here. But this is the kind of wisdom that fathers need to be giving to their sons in our sexually liberated age. And this is a picture of women that we're not allowed to see, that we're not allowed to talk about, that gets paraded on the media and in movies nonstop to seduce us and our eyes, and to make us think this behavior is okay. It's not. It is a trap for men. And our feet go down to destruction. And the thing is, the women who are embodying this energy get destroyed too. And so, we'll talk about that in the Jezebel spirit, maybe once we get further into the Bible. But really spend time with Proverbs 7. If you struggle with lust, spend time in Proverbs 7 and understand that it's not necessarily about the woman herself who's doing that, right? She doesn't know. She might not know. But it is still a temptation and a snare. And you might find yourself getting shot in the liver, right? And what does liver do? The liver processes poisons and toxins out of our body. So if our, I don't know that, you know, I, I can't say for sure whether the author, whether Solomon intended that meaning, but the liver filters poisons out of our body. And so if we can't, if we get shot in the liver and our liver isn't working, we slowly get poisoned from within ourselves. We might not die, but if our liver isn't functioning properly, we can't filter toxins from our bloodstream. That's another way to think about it um, as well. But I can't say whether it was intentional. So if you struggle with lust, read Proverbs 7, and you'll get a real good look at what might be going on um, with some of, the, some of the women and, and circumstances that you're, that you're tempted towards and that God calls you to something much better.